Welcome to the first Twitch episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I am Chris. And welcome to our 2019 season launch. <laughs> hey, Stonesy's in. Hey! <laughs> How's it going, Stonesy? First nice shout out. First shout out to Stones. Excellent. I uh, hope uh, everyone's having a fantastic Sunday and we hope to make it even better. So, uh, yeah, should be really fun. <laughs> Pressure's on, Stones. I, I feel like we need a, a live meme today. <laughs> Live memes. Yeah, some crazy that. stuff we say. Why not? Excellent. Anyway, so first things first, we're going to um, look at the Adelaide Crows. I probably looked at them a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're so relevant. I mean, um, depending I mean, on if they actually win. Oh it, no, they're they're, they're relevant, Chris. They are <laughs> they are relevant. I don't even like the Crows that much, but this year I am all for them, and I'll tell you why. You look at their draw; they have the second easiest draw according to Champion Data. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing because they still have a good side. They just were smashed by injuries. Do you think, Ben, like just very, very briefly before we really get into it, are they going to be the Collingwood or the Richmond or the Bulldogs of this year? Better. And what I mean is coming from, you know. Better. They were the grand finalists the year before. I get it. And then all the wheels (sighs) fell off, you know. But they've actually got some good young talent coming through, like Miller, like Hugh Greenwood. They've got a few good talent options. Plus, if they can get everyone on the park. That's their big issue, isn't it? And that's a big issue. getting their best 22 out there every week. And we'll get to that shortly anyway. But even look at the forward line. They just had so many issues. They didn't get um, continuity in their players. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a very good preseason. They came off a limited preseason. So many injuries from having a good year. Um, They versed uh, the bottom four sides six times. So, lock those in for six wins, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they also have that home win- home ground advantage, which also really helps them. It's huge. Yeah. And home ground advantage. Adelaide Oval is unreal stadium. Yes, especially so, if you want to go to the casino after. But here's the important part, Chris. No top eight sides between round four and round nine, as well as between round 16 to 20, which is great when you're trying to really pick up those points before the Supercoach Finals. When everyone else got injured players. When like everyone else has injured players. So, <laughs> so hear me out. Round four to nine, they verse North away, Suns at home, Saints away, Frio at home, Port at home, and the Lions at home. Pretty amazing, really. So bang, bang, bang. And then round 16 to 20, you got Suns away, Essendon at home, Carlton away, and Saints at home. So I'd say lock in at least another three out of four wins there as well. So yeah, uh, yeah just a great run. Absolutely great run. Um, as far as you're looking at the buys as well, round 14, they have the last buy. And probably better yet, they actually share it with Carlton, the Suns, the Giants, North, and Richmond. So let's be fair, you're not going to have too many Carlton, Suns, or probably even North players. Well, I so, think you'll have a lot of Suns early, but not late. Not late. So, yeah, Which you'll, means you'll that you're looking up, at you Giants, team by then. Giants, Richmond, and Adelaide. You could have some premiums have you that last buy round. Yep. And I'm pretty keen. Can I ask a question just for the viewers at home? Is there a reason you're wearing a hat inside? Or uh, I was I was up late. I had a few Jack Daniels. I was up late doing my research. You got a hat I had a shower. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? I thought I'll throw a hat on. Oh, well done. Uh, thanks, guys, that are already in the um, in the chat here. Uh, we've got uh, Chewbacca511. I don't know who you are, but uh, thanks for following us. And, uh, yeah, you're right. The Crows are downhill skiers, and I think that that's... But if we see them perform and win, which is what I expect, 
Um, you even see with someone like Matt Crouch, who even though he had a good back end to last year, which we'll get into shortly, the previous year when they were winning a lot of games, he had a really huge. good year. Yeah, absolutely um, huge. So there's, there is a lot of potential and there's a lot of value in Adelaide. A but lot of value in Adelaide. Do you want to quickly just go through how we're going to run today and, yes. uh, and what's going to happen? So How are we going to run today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to look at um, so just the off-season, so some of the changes that took place. Uh, rookies to note. Uh, so that we'll go through, we'll look at also the premiums. So the ones that we think are worth noting on the premiums. Yep. Um, sometimes depending, some will be mid prices, some will be premiums. It always depends on what your definition of a mid price exactly. is. Exactly. So look, yeah. oh, we're just going to run with that. Uh, a couple of draft specials if there is any relevance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then looking at, uh, so some ones to watch, some players to avoid. And, um, yeah, sort of hone it in that way. Yep. We've got six teams coming for you today. So Adelaide's obviously the first. We then have Brisbane, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, and Frio. Yes. Um, So we'll be here for a while. And what we're going to do is um, we're obviously doing this live. Uh, we will take a break in between, maybe five minutes or so. Yeah, not, stretch not long. Our legs, etc. Enough for Chris to smash down a meat pie like Mitch, <laughs> like Mitch McGovern, as I call him now. As you do, Mitch Meat Pie McGovern. Yep. Uh, hopefully, I won't on, get injured at halftime. He put on some weight. Hey, did you see him? And now no, he's did, injured. Yeah. Far out. Good on him. Anyway, anyway, so let's get straight into it. So you, you did obviously mention their draw is is going to be really helpful for them. I like their draw. Um, and the players that they've got generally are going to be value. But who do you see as uh, as probably their best? Super coach player for this year or someone that you can lock in. Okay, well, let me just move past my rookies then, Chris. <laughs> uh, I think Rory Laird is another yep. solid option again. Um, the reason I also mention that is because he's a notorious good starter. Yep. Uh, the last couple of years, he's actually started off averaging very well, which means that he, if anything, he might get a little bit cheaper towards the end of the year, but he's already done the damage. Yeah. Um, so you look at, yeah, the last couple of years, he's done a big time, especially when they have Starts that easy. really well, doesn't Well, it? the yeah. first three games are fairly hard. You know, you're looking at, I think it's like Hawks and a couple of other ones that are, aren't too easy the first three rounds, mm-hmm. still winnable. But then after that, like I said, what was it, round four to round nine or something like that, it's, it really opens up. And I see people like Laird and a few of those other premiums really going to town and being full price when you're hitting that buy round. Like, yeah. I think they're going to be starting to really, yeah, max up that price. So get on them early is my recommendation. Unless you're looking at Sam Jacobs, then listen to what I said last year. And, <laughs> and avoid it. Move avoid on. How many people? And you're uh, like, what's up? What? Yeah, you're like, what's your vendetta against Jacobs? And I was like, I do not like him as an option. He's, and he's not going to get any better. Everyone he's, thought I was crazy. Um, yes, anyway. Look, I think I think you're right with Laird. Um, I think he's a good selection. One thing I'll say that I don't love about Laird is obviously the returning and addition of Brody Smith and what the, how that impacts him. Now, I don't think it's going to impact him too much because... Uh, Rory Laird was the uh, ranked second in the league for uncontested possessions last year. So he's the one that floats behind the ball and he gets the cheap little one-two possessions and things like that. I don't think Brody Smith coming back impacts that that much. However, what I'm interested in seeing, and, and no one's going to know how this is going to pan out, is how, do the, how does the new kickout rule impact ball movement? So are, they, are teams going to be more likely to go for a big, long kick and avoid that short one to Rory Laird? Because that will actually really impact his scoring or, or a lot of defenders scoring. So, I look, 
I don't. I think you can lock him in with confidence. He's probably still going to be top six regardless. So whatever. But I just really am a little bit iffy on on uh, players that aren't taking kickouts and selecting them as your D one or D two. Okay, fair enough. Just a little bit wary. Um, bit- so looking at the year just gone, he had only three scores below eighty nine. Yep. Um, so a very good reliable option, even for draft. You know you're going to get an eighty plus score from him. Um, and but pretty much he actually the year before that uh, he had eleven scores under a hundred, whereas only seven this year. So he's he's actually improved his consistency yep. and not dropping below 100 more often. And uh, just uh, fresh off the Twitch stream there, we've got um, Passive Penguins just said, uh, what do you guys think about Brody Smith's impact on lead? Which is what we just mentioned. So uh, good timing. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on him because he wasn't taking kickouts initially. Um, Brody Smith uh, will definitely take some of the ball, but... Uh, I don't think it's going to impact Laird the way no. people think and because anything, he gets his points differently. I mean, what Smith averages between what 85 and 89, so that could actually push him into a 92 yeah. or who knows how it's going to go. Some, uh, and I also think that um, I think he's a massive inclusion for Adelaide in general. I think him coming back means that they win more, which yep. if they win more, that should mean more points for, for Laird as well. Um, will he, uh, like, you know, what will he average at the end of the year? Is he going to go below 105? Probably not. I think Laird's still probably going to be a plus 100 player. Hopefully. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you're happy to lock him in, I think he's, what, five... What is he? 587K. I mean, that's expensive for a defender. It is. But, but you know, he is also cheaper than your mate that you're going with, Lloyd. Yeah, that's true. But... I mean, for draft, I mean, you can't go wrong with a Laird. I mean, you're going to get one of the... If you're going for a defender early... Led's as good as probably any other D1, D2, D3. We can't there. go wrong. And Chris, because you just skipped through nice and eloquently, uh, can you please bring up some footage of Matty Crouch for me, please? I definitely because can. Because you're just friend. skipping through the order, mate. You don't, you know, That's what I do. Chris can plan all he likes, and then he'll just lose his mind and then propose to somebody after only being with them for how many years? <laughs> oh, come on. That's a little bit mean. <laughs> um, but it's largely true. Yes. <laughs> so, Matty Crouch. Yep. Is the next guy I want to talk about. And you see some lovely footage there. Wonderful. The Bash Brothers will be back in stealth and health this year, Chris. Um, so, interestingly, with Matt Crouch, is uh, so he was injured on 51 Supercoach points in round two, which was early on in the game, wasn't it, Chris? Uh, no, it was just before half. Oh, no, it was actually. It was just after the sec- uh, second yeah, quarter. He was, he was going stupid. And I, I was like, yes, Crouchy, go yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, so, that brings his true average up to 104.5. And you know, we're all big on true average because it's where you can get some value. It's good reflection. Based- Based on price and also in draft because people look at averages as to where they pick people uh, and it's all about the value. So more importantly though, we had a a bit of a look in him uh, as far as his stats went in detail. So his average between round 15 to round 22 was 112.63. Insane. Which is really good, back to similar what he was looking at. But then you have a little bit more of a closer look again. He averaged 97.5 without Sloan. And 109.4 with Sloan in the side. Yeah. Um, so even still, Sloan was injured for quite a bit of the game. Um, when he was out as well, it also affected Bryce Gibbs, which we'll get on to in the, just in the next one. But yeah, Matty Crouch, just, I think this year, with a full list and a full health, I think he could absolutely be amazing. Yeah, and look, um, I'm, look I, love, I love Matt Crouch. Uh, the one thing I will say about it, it, which which doesn't necessarily help him is that he gets he racks up the pill but sometimes scores absolutely nothing with it. 
Um, and he's the sort of guy that will get a really, really cheap handball possession. Do you know why he's got horrible? Why? Is that? Because their forward line was a shamble last year. Yeah. Tex Walker True. injured preseason, and pretty much I think he missed blocks of about three different times throughout the season. Tom Lynch. Yep. Same story, and they're relying on. What Jenkins? Well, I like just, and a, and a, what out of form Eddie Betts? What I'm really hoping is that he gets gets to a Tom Mitchell stage, and what I say about that is Tom Mitchell is a guy that can rack up the ball, and he only really just started impacting games the last two years. So Crouch hasn't really got that impact in his game yet, but I'm really hoping it goes towards that. Um, he was third in the comp for disposals, only averaged what was it 101? Like, come on, like he's got to get he's got to be more impactful with his disposals to really boost that. Um, he had 30 or more disposals in 15 of his 18 games. Give, give it time. And a low of 25. Give it time. So Give it time, Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I, I really I really like Crouch. At 550k, he's someone you can definitely gamble on because he's cheap enough to do so. You know who my prediction for the next Tom Mitchell is? Who's that? Lockie Neal. <laughs> you just... Lockie Neal is the next Tom Mitchell. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, except, Brisbane. Brisbane except, we'll get to your Brisbane time in the sun, all right? Except he's going to bring a premiership to the team he goes to. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, so the next one I'll touch on is Rory Sloan. Um, so Sloan is 524k, so a bargain by his standards. Yep. He's 14 points undervalued. Um, problem is he has a big ceiling, but he has had some injury issues in the last year or two. Um, he was injured on 59 in round four, so his true average is 100. His last three went at 110. Yeah, I see more of a draft value for Sloan. I wouldn't be game picking him yeah. up in I think like standard, last year and, and most years, um, Sloan's someone you can upgrade to because he yeah. has a stinker, gets tagged out of a game, has a 70, and then you can pick him up three weeks yeah, later. Or a 50 or two 50s um, in a row. Bang. But look, uh, I'm a little bit concerned that maybe we've seen the best of Sloan. So the, like, if you look at his averages, um, he's now 29. And the way he plays as well, I mean, he just puts his body on it every... I love the way he plays. He's definitely a player that I would have in my team just because I like watching him play. Um, but his body keeps letting him down, and so I worry that this year that could be the same. But he's again, he's cheap enough. I wouldn't be against someone selecting him as a unique. Well, he will be unique. He, there's no way that he'll be a high percentage player. I beg to differ, Chris. You think he's going to be... I beg to differ. I sent him an email. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I sent him an email and I said, Sloan, I said, mate, you're old, you're getting banged up. How are you going to keep performing? And you know what he told me? Yep. He's, he's, he... getting, he's getting Monday blood transfusions. <laughs> is, that, is that actually what he's doing? No? I'm good. Oh. Chris, oh, wait, you're making a joke. And you, do not, you do not oh, know how yeah. these things work. No, yeah, I remember you trying to make the email jokes and they're not being funny. And yeah, no, good. <laughs> yeah, I keep doing them, Chris. No, it's good. Look, um, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, um, not a terrible decision. All right, for as a second or third mid, you might even pick him up in um, in draft. Oh, he'd be a great so he's VC. Got great draft value. Yeah, even yeah. a third round, like third option, I mean, for a third mid. Yeah. Uh, a loophole, yeah, perfect loophole yeah. option goes goes big. But um, you know, I'll probably target that he's someone like him as you know your last mid upgrade in round, after your round fourteen buy. So oh yeah, I wouldn't. So that's be. really where I'm looking at. And him even for. then, you really want to try and do your last upgrade yeah. before the fourteen. Yeah, if you exactly can help right. it. So, uh, okay. So the next one we'll go with is Bryce Gibbs. Um, yep. <laughs> avoid anyway. I've uh, literally got here in capital letters. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> uh, oh. Here's here's the interesting part though. I know Bryce Gibbs. He we do make fun of him. Yeah, he's good for a hundred average, right? But um, so he actually averaged one sixteen point seven five the first four rounds. Um, which got people thinking he was an option. Of course he did. Uh, and then he averaged eighty point five the next five. 
which is brutal. Ah, there we go. So Jamie Hall is uh, is Chewbacca on Twitch. Hey, Jamie. Hey, you Jamie. It must be a, a Star Wars fan, which I respect. I know. I, I want to hear the... I can't do it. <laughs> no, don't. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. Um, anyway, so back to Bryce Gibbs. Um, so he actually averaged 100 with Sloan and Crouch in the side. Averaged 94.1 when they're missing one of those and averaged 85 when they're missing both. Yeah. So, so he really suffered. On, yeah. yeah. Which means that if so they're if both... If anyone's within two metres of him, he crumbles. Well, if they're <laughs> both... Saying? Well, pretty much it's like he, he... Yeah, he drops six points when they miss one and then he drops 15 points when they miss both. Yeah. So if they're healthy, Bryce Kibbs... He's, uh, he's, he, he's a perennial... Yep. He, Good like, for that's draft. his play. That, that's, that's him in a nutshell. He's no, that third this is, string. This is him in a nutshell. nutshell. <laughs> oh, I'm in a nutshell. He's he's never going to carry a team, Bryce Gibbs, and I don't think the Crows recruit him to do that. They it, no. he was icing on the cake in an already good midfield. So I really do hope though that uh, I mean he could go well, but going well for him's a hundred, maybe a one hundred five. Well, to you be know, fair, you're not going to get a top top ten figures out of him. If you really wanted ice on the cake, you'd go to West Coast, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good oh, join the brigade. Or Mumford's house. Oh, either one. Jesus. Except Mumford's a big boy. <laughs> he wouldn't even no. get a slice. No, you. No, not, no. Just, not in that house. The amount was impressive, by the way. We won't discuss that. I, I, didn't, I didn't even see the video. So. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Anyway. Uh. So we'll, let's go into some mid prices. Yeah. Um. There is one person who's been. Really Really publicised. Yep. Breakout contender. You know, get on him. Draft special. This guy could be an option in your defence line, yep. which is all valid because he does have silky smooth skills. Yep. Silky smooth. Uh, is Wayne Miller? Uh, he's a defender. He's four thirty three k. But then that also puts him around the price point of Williams. Zach yep. Williams. It also puts him around the price point of Blakely. You'd, um, you'd have to be either a an Adelaide fan or have or balls of steel. balls of massive steel to just jump on Miller this early. So. Yes, and I can see where some of the hype comes comes from. Uh, he did a hamstring in round seven on twenty eight, so his true average is eighty two point six. Uh, but where the hype comes from, though, is that his back end was good. He averaged 91.8 in his last nine rounds. Yep. So it's a pretty good selection. 95.4 the last seven rounds and 98.6 in the last five, including 300s. Yeah. So his back end's impressive, and it's one of those ones that gets hyped about. But sometimes yep. you listen to the hype, and then you kind of go, mm, like, he's nice. Do you clench up a little bit when you yeah. hear about Because <laughs> I do, too. My, my issue, my, the, here's what's great about draft, is that I can select Miller because I value him. And he's probably going to go under the radar. Like, no one outside Adelaide probably knows who he is, which is, well, and Melbourne. And we live in Brisbane, which is great for us. Yeah, even better. Um, so, yeah, someone you can probably pick up as, a, say, but, a fourth or even fifth. But also defender. the problem that we've also touched last year is that in draft, those that are hyped about the most will go earlier in draft probably more than they should because everyone's talking about them. True. So it's kind of the ones you want to find, you know, let someone else take a Millera and, you know, like... And if you really want to balls out, then go standard. But well, yeah. if you do choose if you do choose I'm interested. in standard, let us know. I'm interested. I want to follow your season because I think... I'm interested too, I'm but interested. I just don't have the balls. I just want to follow... I'm I want to live vicariously through somebody else. Oh, <laughs> like, I think... I've liked him for a couple of years as far as his skills, but will he yeah. be consistent enough? Plus, will he score well Does he enough? even get in the best 22 with Smith back? So, and this is another consideration. Yeah. Is he playing every week? I think he does. Personally, I think he does. Yep. But how they line up round one, it's too early to tell at this stage. I really hope he doesn't go like ham in the JLT and then everyone jumps on. 
that would be um, unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one will go Brody Smith. Uh, yep. Unvalued with the kick-in rules, he could go massive in points. I still don't see him as a standard option at this point in time. Um, for me, personally. It's an awkward price, isn't it? Because it's, it's probably... It's awkward. So he's 322k yeah, defender. Yeah, it's so awkward. He, he could really jump up a good 150k, which would be good for standard. Hello, Swizzy. How you going, buddy? Um, and uh, sorry... Dave Swiss just said, yeah, only really relevant in draft, um, looking at him in, as a D3 spot, which um, I think you might end you up... You could actually go for a D3. D3 in draft, yeah. And, um, and the funny thing is, depending, like, on a 10-man league, I've actually kind of tried to focus more on premium spots in forward and defense. So that way, because there's always people that pop up. Like, you know, you look at Harris Andrews, you look at your shorts, guys off the waiver, if you're smart enough, you can actually really fill out your team with good options. Yeah. You know, so don't go too heavy picking like your D4 it and 5. It also depends on how, you know, how, how deep people, you go. Yeah. How, well, how many people you've got well, playing in your league. We've got you now know, 12, so that's going to impact us. It will. So. And you know we like to go deep. <laughs> that's true. In the draft. Yes. Um, anyway, so, and uh, I am actually, here's a funny thing. I actually really like Riley Knight. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's just because he, he's good to look at. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you. You know, he looks great. Three forty eight k. But I, I don't know. Just when I see him play, he's got talent. He's got broad shoulders. He looks like he can play, but he just hasn't quite hit it yet. Yeah. So I'm watching him. Fair enough. Don't know why, but I'm watching him for draft anyway. Uh, Brad Crouch is another good option. Um, apparently, so he had surgery in middle of the year. He's been pain-free since, mm-hmm. so that's really sorted him out. Uh, and he's had actually quite a good block of running underneath him. So I was having a look just yesterday going through some of the, the previous statements that was brought up. Uh, he's done about 80% of the preseason yep. up until Christmas. I, and I he read expects, that as well. And he expects to do 100% after, hoping, yeah. everything, so hoping everything goes here's well. Here's the... Here's, I, Everyone's a lot of people are hoping. A lot of people are on the Brad Crouch train, and I love Brad Crouch. I think he's actually just a brilliant footballer, which is why I like watching him play. However, I will never, ever, ever select him in standard ever. No, um, no draft for me. His so his career Ten. games over the last six years: fourteen games, eleven games, zero games, fourteen games, seventeen games, zero games. Um, so what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> and over those four years, he's had his average 87, like four years he's actually played, 87, 95, 87, 96. So he's not even a top tier mid, even if he was. No, not So for, not for standard, standard, do not, like you cannot start with Brad Crouch. You just, again, you just have balls of steel. Draft, yep, or upgrade to him. I don't think it's worth having a Brad Crouch early. He's probably... He might make you 100K, but there's others that if you're just looking for a stepping stone that are going to make you more money. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and the other mid-pricer is Taylor Walker, 343K. And um, Clarky Oz has just said, uh, if I'm picking a mid-pricer, it's going to be Hannah's at that price. So, Oh, I'm keen and for And again, 100K cheaper, which I, I'd probably agree with you. Yep. Thumbs up on that one, mate. I am all, I'm all in on Hannah's stock, 100%. I was big on him when he first broke out, yep. so, and I've been big on him since. And I started him when he did have the fall, I think, a fall from grace. Yep. Not last season, the one before. Uh, so Taylor Walker is an interesting option for draft, he particularly. He is a, a draft option. Draft, yep. uh, 343K, but because he was injured pre-season, so yep. he didn't start round one. And then he had a few blocks throughout the year. What Didn't really get a good run at it. Um, so, But he did have, let's have a look. So Taylor Walker, he had end-of-season surgery on his plantar fascia in August. Yep. Not good. Um, but it's, that's a long time to recover. But yes, correct. But he had six months before his inconsistent year. He missed round. Let's let's put it this way. So let's just, this sums up Adelaide as a whole. He missed round one. He missed round seven. He missed rounds nine to eleven. He missed round eighteen, and he missed round twenty-two and twenty-three. 
could not get a run but of it. not only that, it's when he came back, he was definitely playing injured. Oh. You could see that he you was hampered the whole year. And then you and add... He's a really important cog to their, their entire structure. Yeah, and Tom Lynch just as important. Yeah. So you put that into perspective with having Matt Crouch out, with having Sloan out. Yeah. It's no wonder that you know the mids couldn't get anything because they just turn, they kick it and yeah. it would turn over. And every time it works, like their entire forward line rotates around Walker. If he's not playing well, then that really impacts Tom Lynch. Yes. Uh, then it really impacts Eddie Betts. You, you'll see in the last two years when as Lynch has actually uh, as um sorry uh, uh Walker has actually. Um, if he hasn't been available or he hasn't played well or he's underdone or whatever, it really impacts the entire team and the scoring power is just nowhere near existent. Um, so, yeah, I think that Taylor Walker is not, not a bad option for a late draft selection. Um, prior to um, him getting injured, he had four years of 80 plus. Yeah, exactly. Plus so he, good for draft. He actually has um, averaged 100 over a year, but it was in 2012. I feel sorry so. for Jenkins because all these injuries really showed that he he's nothing better than a guy that gets cheap ball out the back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I have to I have to lead up now. I have to play football. Like, what am I doing? Where's the cheap one out the back? And they're yeah. like, mate, the ball's in defence. Yeah, or that uh, he loves hitting the post and getting game-winning goals. I love that. Oh, um, hey, he said, my mama didn't call me no love. Why don't I want to highlight, you did mention a little bit earlier, Hugh Greenwood. Right in front um, of me. Right in front. Right in front of me. Um, ooh, Adelaide. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's had interrupted pre-season. Um, yes. So, he's had post-season Achilles surgery, which for a tall guy, because he's a, a tall mid. Well, he had a really good stretch of games when Sloan was out. Yeah. Quite a few big 100s. He did I, have I, really, in the back I, I love Greenwood as a player, yeah. and I think he's got a lot of potential, but I wouldn't start with him no. um, because of the, his injury. And I think that if even if he plays round one... He'll be underdone going. He's into cheap season. enough in draft, but even then, I wouldn't want him unless it was like I'm going to let it, someone else grab a mid seven or something. Yeah, yeah no thanks. Um, um, so Don Pike says um, hopefully he can make it back by JLT, but he's not holding his breath on whether or not he'll actually get game time early. Ooh, yep, pass on that. Um, but yeah, on the on the verge of a breakout too because he averaged 86 last year, and I think that he could be one to start pushing up that high 90s, early hundreds. Yes. Um, maybe a mid-year special, maybe a post-buy special. So yep. keep an eye out for... My, uh, right, <laughs> right in front of me. Uh, Walker's still hiding from the grand final loss. Thanks very yeah. much for that, Susie. <laughs> I think he took 12 months off in pain, to be honest. Yep. Um, anyway, so the other one I wanted to touch on was... Uh, I know I mentioned him. Tom Lynch is 436K uh, as a forward... He had minor knee surgery on the 23rd of November. So yeah, they, they were hoping it cleared up, but it yeah, didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. So he, they reckon he should ramp up training after the Christmas break. Um, look, and he was also injured in round 11, so his true average was about 83 and a half. Yep. He could push to high 80s again, but he's probably as important as Tex Walker, I think, to their setup. Oh, I think he that, pushes up the ground. Yeah, so he's, he's the, the link. That, well, I mean, they, they generally hit the logos together, but um, on separate sites, which I really like. I, I think that Tom Lynch is really... like. Adelaide Tom Lynch, really yes. underrated player. I think he's a great Same. player. So, okay. got that one game we kicked to 10 goals a couple of years ago. Oh, Not I don't bad. know. Was that before or after he got knocked out? He's probably dreaming of <laughs> I, I swear to God, he got knocked out more than Zach Merritt. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay, so one to watch for me. Uh, uh, Chris, it's painful. I hate to say it, but I have to watch Rory Atkins. No, it's not painful to watch him because he's brilliant. Pain. Excuse me. I love watching him play right. when he when he plays well. All right, Chris, let's let's break it down for you, okay? <laughs> and this is why he's painful. Rory Atkins, he had two scores under forty. Yep. He had two more scores between forty to fifty, <laughs> and he had three scores between fifty to sixty. I did the maths. He has a thirty-five percent chance to spud it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fairly large spud. <laughs> but he had six scores over a hundred, so he had a thirty percent chance. 
to go more than a hundred. <laughs> so that's literally the ah. Oh, he the, was the ride that train. He was the roller coaster. Yeah, I tell you what. So yeah, look, if you're picking, and the worst part is he's like an eighty average. Yeah. So you're looking. Oh, what a great option for my midfield. Well. He, he is one to watch someone you can jump on late in draft or maybe get a bench spot for him because if he fires all he needs to do is get consistency in his game or, or get those 60s to 80s I'm watching him because of the easier draw and I'm hoping <laughs> he's a, yeah, I'm hoping those, I'm hoping those scores under 40s I, get pushed up by 10 yeah yeah no I, look I, I really like Rory Atkins I mean he adds a, a something to their team that they don't have which is real real pace real speed um, he generally delivers the ball very well as well but um yeah, I think that's why you, know, you, you see him the way that he does in terms of um, up and down scoring. He's just an outside person that relies on a lot of ball. Does say jump on Lockie Murphy? <laughs> no, <laughs> the man. Lockie Murphy train. Oh, jeez. No, I think thank you. With, uh, with their new draft prospects. I He's think now a burn man for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I had him on my field last year, he was just like the biggest spud of all time. I don't know. Anytime he's on my bench, not selected in an emergency, he I, just gets an 80. And you're I like, don't think he's even getting a game this year. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, they've got a couple of top, what, top picks. That they've brought in. Yeah, and they also uh, have so Tyson Stengel that they yes, got across from correct. Richmond. So yes. I think that he'll probably um, yeah. take up Which we'll, we'll go into in a second. Yep. Uh, players to avoid, Chris. Um, I already touched on Jacobs, and I'm saying avoid him uh, with a passion. Uh, that being said, though, not as... Like, I know he had a horrible year, but he's not as bad of a person. He actually could provide value in draft. Yep. And it pains me to say that. Like, even if it slides, I wouldn't mind him in draft. I would not pick him in standard to save my life. Had three tons for the entire year. Oh, horrible. Had his lowest return in five years. Horrible. I'm not even... No, no, there's value there. And I'll I'll tell you why, Chris. So, lowest average since 2010. You're correct. Um, He averaged 64.2 over seven rounds, which was horrible, after he had a couple of good tons. Um, But he averaged 90.7 with Crouch and Sloan in the side. And only average 75 when so they're without both. You're crossing your fingers that Crouch and Sloan don't get injured. I'm just saying there's a 90 average. Yeah. There's maybe. value. M- maybe. Mate, if you go... The I'll t- give you a maybe on that one. T- Chris, if you go... <laughs> you, to- can, you can have him on your bench. If you go to the refuge station, there will be people that will actually like what they see and oh, try and take some of it home. That's great. That's great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's um, true. But in all seriousness, though, Daniel Talia, avoid. Like the yeah. plague. Um, so he's injured as well, isn't he? He is. Yep. Uh, yeah, Rolling out of bed or something. Apparently, he literally got injured. Rolling out of bed. Yep, more knee surgery. Uh, in doubt for round one, and he has some horrible lockdown rolls. Yep. So he had some horrible. I think he had like a twenty-seven. Fair uh, enough. Horrible, horrible selection. For so me. I've got um, uh, avoid Seedsman. I think that he's the one to make way for Brody Smith. I think that literally Seedsman will be a best twenty-five to thirty player. He's not going to. He'll be the one that comes in. Maybe he comes off the bench, but I, like he, he had his best return in terms of games played with the Brody Smith out. So Brody Smith comes back. I don't think he's going to play. And he played 18 um, games and his best S, uh, super coach return of uh, of only 81. So I would avoid Seedsman at yeah, all costs. Not only that, he averaged 90.2 in his first nine games and then went pew. Yeah. And the other one I've got down here is Richard Douglas. Pew. Pew. So we just like being stupid every now and then. Um, what no, the Roxbury. No, the Roxbury, yeah. Okay. That's a sound. <laughs> of an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Um, so Richard Douglas, 32 now, um, and it looks like Father Time's finally caught up with him. He had his lowest season average in nine years. Um, so I think that it's going to be less game time and potentially move into what transitioning the younger talent in. Um, another one that I wanted to highlight just as someone who's I, I actually really like, and unfortunately um, we can't pick him this year, 
Elliot Himmelberg got really shafted. So he played the last game of the system, the last game of the season and got a 71. And I was like, it looks all right. Comes in this year at 269k. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Good. Like, that's not... Like, how do they justify that? That's not fair, hey? You can't be like, play one game. All right, all right, bro. 269k for you. Yeah, he's got documentation. Yeah, no, not good. Um, now, other rookies that, um, that so we've got into... Rookies to note, so you have uh, Chancey Jones, 171k mid, and Ned McHenry. Uh, he's 139 forward mid. Um, both early selections for Adelaide. I don't like them as a pick. Uh, if anything, you know... I don't know. They could impress with some chances, um, mm-hmm. but like notorious high picks, generally speaking, only get work into the system. Yeah, and unless you're in a low side, that's going to get a lot of time and a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I don't see it happening at Adelaide. Yeah, you're right. And the difference between Adelaide and say any other team, even that, Fremantle. I love well, Fremantle this year. They've got a lot of people that are like players that were playing last year because they had their stars injured, and they're not going to get as much opportunity if they're going in. And by all reports. Adelaide are having an absolutely massive preseason, and they, like no one's injured right now. They decided to like, have fun. Who there's like one thought? or two injuries, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, we'll get the whips out the year before. That doesn't go well. So now we're gonna have fun. Yeah. So um, so I don't expect a lot of rookies to be coming out of Adelaide this year. Um, maybe through the year, but I, for round one, I wouldn't say that there's anyone really screaming out going, "Hey!" Uh, not really. They did actually get. Um, if Jacobs goes down, there is a good option in the ruck department, possibly. Um, however, um, and, um, yeah, Clark, Clark, you just said as well. Yeah, um, there's much better value rookies around, and, and at this stage, yeah, without any yeah, JLT, there are. Um, um, just shout out as well, Passive Penguin. He said he's on the avoid Sloan train as well, and he doesn't understand. Um, the rave about Brody Smith, yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, he's yeah. never really been a, a top tier defender anyway in terms of super coach scoring. So. Yeah, maybe once with a ninety average. Um, so Shane McAdam is one. He's one hundred twenty three k forward. And um, uh, Swizzy Taylor just um, just decided to say that. So yeah, McAdam this year's Eddie question mark. So maybe <laughs> I don't maybe. Think Eddie was. Terrible. Yeah, so Shane McAdam, 123k forward. Uh, the Crows thought enough of him to trade with Mitch McGovern to get early access. So the yep. um, Carlton used their pre-draft to get him. And um, so they were able to get that mature age player. Yep. Uh, so apparently he st- uh, stood out for st- uh, Sturt this year, uh, tackling pressure, big leap, and eye for goal. Yep. Um, so he could actually get an option and he's cheap enough and they did get him through Carlton quite cheaply. So, And Stengel being the other one, 123k forward. Uh, didn't do too much wrong at Richmond. Um, he was kept, he was about fourth or fifth down in the queue. So, yeah, he kicked 33 goals in 19 games in the VFL. He could learn under Eddie Betts. He could get some games, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. I think that if there's one that does get game time, it is Stengel, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. I really do like um, yeah, having a look at who's going to benefit the most from Mitch McGovern being out. He was thrown a little bit, played behind the ball a little bit, played forward, didn't really... Like, he, he was the one that took a big mark in a big moment, but that's about it. I, like, the big hype on Mitch McGovern, I, um, you're not your brother. Well... He's not anywhere near him he, right he, now. He has not talent. Close. I think he has talent. talent, yes. Good hands, but he's nowhere but near his brother. I'll tell you who really loses out in that trade. The local pie van. Livid, yeah. absolutely livid. Did you Check see, did you see that? Did you see are you a Mrs. Max person? Are you a Gizzler's pie? Like what, what's a, a Yatla pie? 
What's your what's your pie of choice? Well, Yatla pie, but not many people know the Yatla pie. Oh, so. Yatla pies! If you come to Brisbane or Gold Coast, hit up some Yatla, Yatla pies. Pie. They are fantastic. I tell you what, I was like, oh, this is Yatla pie looks good. I'm gonna have two of them. Except they turn out they're like massive, <laughs> like absolutely massive. It's like a feast for a family. You can actually get family sized. Uh, I know. As well. You can get family sized pies. Uh, traditional and the best. Yes, but that pretty much sums me up for Adelaide, Chris. Um, yeah, keen to see where I've they go. Through all my notes, so look at a stupid amount of research that we've done for this uh, for these sessions, which is good. Well, the, and guys. Adelaide, because of all the injuries, are very relevant, I think, and their draw. So I Arby's love... a 4 and 20 man. Yes, 4 and 20. That's oh, what I was trying to think class, of. Classic. I was thinking Forex pies, and I was like, that's not right. That's, <laughs> that's a different pie. It <laughs> could be a thing. Who knows? <laughs> that's a different pie. Uh, right. Fair enough. Well, yes. um, that probably wraps us up. That for... wraps us up for Adelaide. Yeah. Um, give us a few minutes. We will regather ourselves and um, want to see if Chris has any beers in the fridge. Yeah, that sounds good. A bit of a, bit of a Sunday sesh. Why not? If you're listening on our podcast, um, feel free to add us on Facebook, Twitter, um, SoundCloud. We're now on Spotify, which is pretty cool. Yes. Um, so Spotify finally opened up their podcast rules so everyone can be on Spotify now, which is good. And the best thing is that those that have tuned in, I'm stoked because you get to hear this live and you... Yep. Yeah, we'll release this audio anyway in a couple of days. But, yeah, uh, and we'll day. also be able to see it on YouTube as well on our YouTube channel there. So feel free to follow us on all of our channels and uh, we hope to catch you again soon. All right, we'll see you soon. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they asked me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry